0: Good morning, it is Danger Dan here in the talk shop, my remote studio location here in the mountains of northern New Mexico. Today's show I recorded while I was still in the convection oven of Texas. Yeah, it's fucking hot there. It's complete opposite here in New Mexico. It's fucking cool wet there's water everywhere it rains every day it's been fucking beautiful but i got to sit down and chat with jeremy prack of flat out friday and talk about everything mama tried in flat out friday he told me about the trip him and the guys just took to bali which sounded so rad and he's got an upcoming race in brazil and first and foremost in sturgis the american world hooligan Championship finals, the American World Hooligan, the, dude. He's fucking hooligan races at the Jack Pine Gypsy Short Track in Sturgis, South Dakota. That's right, Monday and Tuesday, which I believe is the eighth and ninth. Qualifying on Monday night after the sun goes down, and the finals on Tuesday. And if you don't have a hooligan bike. Pfft, don't worry about it, because we're going to be doing the Danger Dance Spectator TT, whatever bike you bring to ride the Black Hills. Dude, we're going to race them on the track. Dude, it's going to be sick. I'll see you in Sturgis. Let's get into this podcast. Damn, I hope you are having a wonderful morning. I have uh, already been up for a while trying to get the internet thing figured out. I just hooked up a Starlink up here at the cabin, and we got a hell of a storm last night. And I thought it was causing me problems, but I'm just, just retarded. So, got that figured out, man. Uh, and I'm getting ready. Dude, I'm actually, I'm already ready for Sturgis. I'm stoked. I just hit up lowbrow. I got some... Got some shit on the way, uh, chopper wheels. What do I got, chopper wheels? I got some tires and some oil, and uh, dude, I think I'll be ready to go. I'm going to ride to Sturgis. I was originally planning on hauling the flathead and racing that uh, at the races, at the flat-out Friday races, the Jack Pine Gypsy Short Track Monday and Tuesday, but, you know, there's things outside my control. That are keeping that from happening So I'm riding my chopper Which is really That's just fucking awesome actually But uh, I had to hit up Lowbrow to make that possible And you can hit up Lowbrow too Lowbrowcustoms.com They support me and can support you too And if you need a little help You need a little bump dude, Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com And sign up to become a patron Five bucks a month Keeps this show on the road Keeps me putting gas in my tank and uh, bringing you wonderful shows like this show today As much as I would have loved to have talked to Jeremy in person We did this one over the phone Which is all good I got to, you know, I broke, I broke the podcast cherry with Jeremy a couple years ago A few years ago now, I think uh, You know, sitting down in his kitchen And hopefully I'll get to do another one of those again in the future Because that was a lot of fun But uh, we've done a few podcasts at this point So if you type in Danger Dan and Jeremy Pracken to Google, it'll pull up all the episodes, I believe. So if you enjoy this one, scroll back and, you know, we talk about a bunch of cool shit over the past few podcasts and uh, I really enjoy talking with Jeremy. He's like, dude, a breath of fresh air, man, and I love it, dude, I fucking love it. And uh, I can't wait to see him in Sturgis, and I hope I'm going to see you in Sturgis. I'll also be emceeing a Chopper show for Chopper's Magazine at the Harley-Davidson booth in Deadwood, South Dakota. That's right, on August 8th. What is it, August 7th? It's the first Sunday of the Sturgis Bike Week. Dude, we're going to be fucking giving away awards. They're going to have a mechanical bull. I'm going to do the Kickstart competition where I have a pair of White's boots to give away and a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. So make sure you see me at the Harley-Davidson booth on Sunday, August 7th. Uh, If you're there early, you can go to the prison pool party at the same place on August 6th. That's Saturday. Now, I'm just pulling all these dates and stuff out of thin air, so... You better, you know, get on the gram, look up Chopper's Magazine and confirm this Prism Supply uh, flat out Friday. And also on Monday, there's a a vintage Chopper show over at Full Throttle where you can hear Roadside Marty roast some motherfuckers. And trust me, it's always good when Roadside's on the mic. I love that dude. Uh, Tuesday's the Sportster Showdown at the Buffalo Chip Camp Zero. Thanks to Lead Sled Customs, and trust me, they throw a fucking party. I think Pat's bringing the whole family, all the brothers. I'm sure they're going to be fucking cooking some meat, and uh, I think they're going to be doing dirt drags. It's going to be a good fucking time, and speaking of the Buffalo Chip, Michael Lichter will uh, have his Motorcycles, his art show going on all week with a special party Saturday night before Snoop Dogg goes on stage. Which, uh, speaking of Snoop Dogg, fuck, we talk about on the podcast. Jeremy Pratt's gonna be doing like a mini bike race that night, too. So, lots of shit going on in Sturgis, and I can't wait to see you there. After Sturgis, we have the Virginia City Roundup. That's right, Virginia City Roundup in Virginia City, where you can ride a real bull thanks to Choppers Magazine and display your chopper. Uh, they did a bunch of invited builders. And they've been building some rad fucking choppers. And not only have they got choppers, they got FXR Bazaar involved. And they have some hand-picked, custom-built FXRs that'll be at this show. So check that out. And if you're a Patreon subscriber or donator, you got a chance at winning a pair of tickets and a, like a, a Virginia City Roundup banger tattoo from Tony Medellin. So... Make sure you're signed up, DangerDanceTalkShop.com. And, uh, man, that's going to be a rad show. August, then September. September, I'm going back to Ecuador to get back on the Pan America and keep heading south. Hopefully make it through Peru and down to Bolivia. And uh, who knows where I'll end up. So, just keep listening. You'll be on the right fucking page. Uh... This month's featured shop It's a really rad shop Out of Montrose, Colorado Called Georgia Cycle Shop Now recently me and the boys did a trip An epic trip Kickstart Mike's dream trip And uh, you know after trying to kill Mike Multiple times And Al breaking in his new chopper We needed a shop And we found this place after stopping at a couple others And they were so fucking rad Dude like so fucking rad George He's probably forgot more about motorcycles than you will ever learn, and dude it was it was just it was awesome meeting those guys and it was exactly why I started MC shop to used to was to feature shops like this where you know dudes live and breathe working on motorcycles and keeping people on the road so it was a beautiful thing finding them and while I was looking around the shop and talking to George and his wife, I found a picture on the wall that my friend Lee Bullock painted a few years ago. So I got Lulu Van Tucket to whip that up into some t-shirt art. And bam, MC Shop Tees Featured Shop. George's Cycle Shop out of Montrose, Colorado. Super rad. Uh, hopefully you're a subscriber and you did not miss out. Because it's a one and done thing, man. You got to go to mcshoptees.com and sign up. Because... All these shirts are limited, one-off t-shirts you can only get if you're a subscriber. It's the only company that helps you support the podcast and every local motorcycle shop. Because every month we feature a different shop and do custom one-off art, print it on a t-shirt, and send it to you. It's like fucking Christmas, 12 months out of the year. We got women's sizes, kid's sizes, and two different types of men's tees, so... Dude, we got we got a shirt for everybody, man. We got a shirt for everybody. You can sign up monthly or buy monthly packages or month packages. And it's, uh, it's super fucking rad, man. We got some we got more rad shops in the works, and I can't wait to share more of them with you. But the only way I can do that is if you sign up at mcshopteas.com. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah, that dream trip I was talking about, how I found Georgia's cycle shop. I wrote an article about it, and that will be in this next, uh, uh, what do you call it? next issue of Chopper's Magazine, that's right, so make sure you get that to hear about all the fun we had riding through the mountains and the desert and the rocks and the canyons and swimming in rivers, and it was just fucking terrible, it was terrible, so, alright, that's enough of me blabbing, let's get into this podcast with Jeremy Brack jeremy brack jeremy Prack, of flat out friday got it got it okay sounds record sounds good huh (laughs) jeremy how you doing
1: i'm good morale is high yeah (laughs) yes sir
0: the fucking the heat must not be melting it out of you up there
1: well i'm i'm in uh northern wisconsin right now uh, on a beautiful wisconsin lake you, oh. sir, are in the convection oven of Texas.
0: Dude, it is so... The wind blows, and it's like... I was sitting outside smoking a cigarette the other day, and the wind was blowing, and I thought my grill was on. I, like, went over and literally <laughs> checked to make sure there wasn't an open flame, and uh, there wasn't. <laughs> That's
1: really funny.
0: It was. I mean, it. I thought it was funny, too. Uh, but it, it is that warm. Today, I think... I looked, when I was outside earlier, I stopped to drink a Topo Chico and it was 105, feels like 112, and there's still four more hours of it going to get hotter, you know, like it's still, the temperature is still rising at 105. Yeah. Uh, But you just have to embrace it, you know, like, as long as I get started working outside in the morning and I stay outside and I don't go see what the AC feels like, it really doesn't you know, I can work right through it. Sure, I'm sweating, but it's bearable. You know, its I mean, it's not even, it's not terrible. But once I go inside, if I sit down and have a lunch in the AC, you know, I can find something to do inside after that, you know, because I will be looking.
1: <laughs> well, well, one thing about the Texas heat, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it's a dry desert heat. It's not that, hum- that humid where you're dripping out of your face heat?
0: D- well, it is right now. Yeah, it's pretty dry. Uh you know, but it's, it's just really dry, period, down here. Now, it's not always like that. Uh, and I'm not sure what it's like right now down in Austin. But, you know, the humidity rises the further south you go in Texas. and uh, But sometimes it's, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was like 100 degrees and 80% humidity. Uh, yeah. That's thick. You know, like that's, you're swimming out there. Yeah. But right now, it's real dry. So, like last night, I slept outside. Uh, and it was—it got down to like seventy-nine degrees.
1: Uh, Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was perfect. So, I'd love to see your compound someday,
0: dude. I would love to have you here, man. (laughs) It's, dude. Right now, I've been, uh, you know, just cleaning shit. I just finished, like, like I got have this old sixteen-foot trailer where the boards were all just. Jacked, and I got a bunch of metal that I'm tr- I'm trying to clean up around my shop and inside my shop, and I just redecked this trailer to just continue piling heavy shit, and you know, there's always a ton of work to do
1: around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a you know I'm a teacher. I have the summer off. I, I I'd spend about two weeks on a Danger Dan internship.
0: Wow, dude, I got work. We could we could work that out. Okay, you'd be committed to a lot right now. Yeah, you could put that on your resume. You really could. <laughs> Uh, you know, really, the two, you, the, the, the best two weeks is if you just came down to Ecuador with me in, a, in
1: another month or two.
0: Spend two weeks trying to get into I don't into know if Peru. I can roll.
1: Really? I'm not on the danger, Dan. You're on another level, man. I am not on your level. I hope to someday be on your level.
0: Well, there, there's a good way to get that way, and that's a two-week intern in South America.
1: <laughs> Let me start with a two-week internship at your compound Cleaning and taking out the garbage and scrubbing some rusty buckets, and then we'll see how I do.
0: Yeah, pulling nails out of boards. <laughs> yes. Well, now, now you were just in what Bali, Indonesia. I mean, that's like what a, a two twenty-hour plane flight from Milwaukee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do you how how good's your geography?
0: It's I, not. And a scale of one to ten. I mean, that's why I'm traveling south in South America is I'm trying to learn my geography.
1: <laughs> you you I gotta, have to go there. You're, I gotta start you're a hands-on learner. With, yeah,
0: I got to start with the Americas first, you know. I went to Nepal with a motorcycle Sherpa a few years ago, and, you know, I know where China is in relation to... uh what, what I, Oh, Nepal. <clears throat> but I actually looked at, you know, I found some friends have been going to Bali and renting scooters and surfing and riding around. So I looked at maybe possibly routing my trip back to nepal through bali so i know it's like over there by thailand uh yeah you know it's it's by the ocean or maybe it's an
1: island (laughs) yes yes very good so now just to be clear bali is not a country bali is an island uh, as part of the country of indonesia so it's in indonesia
0: okay Uh,
1: and and denspar is the city the major city a, a major city like uh I don't know I would be equated maybe to the size of uh, of Austin or of Oklahoma City
0: wow, okay, and that's on the island of Bali
1: correct yep,
0: yep okay, so where did you route me over there? you flew to well let's Milwaukee? do a quick, a quick
1: itinerary do a quick itinerary we flew uh you know Chicago to uh tokyo Tokyo to Jakarta the the old capital, the major uh, financial uh, center of Jakarta, or, sorry of Indonesia, I believe the second largest city in the world.
0: Wow! Um, and how uh, much time did you have there? And then the next
1: day, I'm sorry, say that again.
0: Was there was it just a transfer? Did you have like a decent layover in Jakarta?
1: Well, Jakarta was our destination. Was our end destination? Okay. Okay, so we hung out there um for a day, and then uh, there was a dirt track race. Actually. dirt track so a flat track a tt you know or a dirt road course and then a motocross track on that saturday and sunday
0: dude so awesome
1: and and uh i mean i could go on you know an hour of describing how that went but let me just say i mean i helped out with the scoring and the administration of of starting the race and uh, there was just so much stoke, I couldn't keep them out of the gate. I couldn't keep them back. <laughs> as soon as I touched the green flag, they were going.
0: Now, and, is this uh, something the- that they've been doing in the past, like something that's been growing, or is it like something that you kind of spearheaded over there?
1: No, yeah, no, I did not spearhead it at all. I mean, I don't want to take any kind of false credit for it. Um, they, have their own, they have their own thing going. I was just there to witness it. And uh, they did not need me uh, or us in the slightest. They have their shit together. Um, but so, just real quick, I mean, let me just tell you the connection. Uh, there were some people over there that have been following Flat Out Friday. They ended up starting a slide on Sunday. Uh, they contacted myself. We did like a little podcast like we're doing right now. Nice. Um, we, hit, we hit it off, and I said, Your next event, you let me know, and I'll come out there. And, again, it happened to be on my summer break, and it happened to be when flights were really cheap. Uh, and the, the exchange rate is very reasonable for any American to go over there.
0: Nice. It's,
1: it's 14,000 rupiah to
0: $1. Wow. So you were like a millionaire so, over there.
1: $100 was 1. 1.4 million rupiah.
0: That's so awesome. I, f- I was a millionaire down in Colombia. It's a good feeling, right, to have a million. <laughs> yeah. Million of any currency in your pocket, dude.
1: Yeah. That's just like the Western way is like, wow, how much does it cost? I can't believe it's only 80 cents. You know, what a value. That's the Western mindset.
0: I mean, you tell me they don't have that mindset over there. If they were to like come over here and they're like, if it was like, oh, it's only 80 American cents, that's only 10,000 rupee. That's cheap. <laughs> you, they wouldn't be stoked about it too. <laughs> No, they would.
1: Okay. They would. So but that's I like think they would be shocked. They would be shocked at how expensive things are here is was what is what I'm
0: Oh, they would yeah, it'd be the other line. way around. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny down like in South America it kind of goes both ways. Colombia was like super cheap. Like I thought I was doing my conversions wrong. I was like there is no way, you know. <laughs> I just paid $80. That's a great value for this handmade leather bag. And then I figure out the conversions and i was like fuck it was only eight dollars i should have bought 10 of them you know like yeah whoa and then you go to ecuador and they use the american dollar and uh you know things are still cheaper but you know not not like Colombia. you know it doesn't sure it doesn't translate
1: quite as well for your your dollar to go as far uh, Wait, just real quick. They, they use the American dollar as their main currency in Ecuador.
0: Yeah, in Ecuador, Nicaragua, and Panama.
1: Wow, I, that's 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 a testament to the strength of the not, dollar.
0: Yeah, maybe not Nicaragua. El Salvador uses the American dollar. Uh, Panama uses it in Ecuador. It's crazy. Like in, in the, uh, there's a. I guess that's where all our Sacagawea's went. You know, the fucking American dollar coins because they're everywhere down there. And in El Salvador and Panama, they have their own, like the Panama dollar coin, which is the same thing as having an American dollar down there. But as soon as you bring it back, it's not, you know, nobody values it as an American dollar. Same with El Salvador. They use a lot of the golden American dollars, but then they have their this other coin that's theirs. But it's only worth a dollar in El Salvador. I've been collecting, like, as many coins as I can on my travels to, like, at some point in the future, like, build a big bar top with all the, you know, all the money spread out. And, like, make it like a big memory table, you know, that has, like, I pulled a nail out of my tire. That's going to go in there. You know, just whatever I can find. The Danger Dan Museum. Yeah, yeah, that you can drink beers on
1: top of. Well it'll be yeah, it'll be a museum. It'll be uh, on the property there. We'll, we'll buy a t-shirt and we can pay $15 to walk through your memories.
0: Yeah, no, it's. I'm going to call it the danger zone. <laughs> so this has already worked out. Oh, dude, I'm it's just already in the <laughs> works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to read up on that currency. Uh that cur- I think that's really fascinating that another country uses our currency. That's 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 that fascinates me. But let me go back you uh, we did this race? Yeah. We did this race in and it was actually Bo, uh, Bogor, which is about an hour south of Jakarta. Um our hosts, um Elders Company or Elders Co uh, was our host. Uh, look him up on on social media. Uh Elders Co actually how he got his claim to fame or how he got to be be somebody is he built a chopper and the president of Indonesia bought it. Whoa. And, and so that's a testament to the uh, to how strong chopper culture is, actually, let me pause for a second. it's not chopper culture, it's custom culture that's what they call it custom culture, so customizing your bicycle uh, your shoes um, you, you know your motorcycle your scooter, anything that you have that identifies who you are that you can make personable is part of this custom culture, yeah, because I mean there,
0: there is a lot of motorcycles over there I'm sure, and there's like. Probably the majority of them are just stock motorcycles. And then you have this custom culture that's kind of grown from that where people have taken these bikes and personalized them. You know, kind of like Correct. they put clothes on themselves. They, you know, they dress up their bikes to accentuate uh, their character.
1: That's right. That's right. And it's really strong there right now. Uh, you know, the, the small the small, small, CC choppers, the small displacement choppers, you know. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and just to pause for a second on that, so it's the it's the second largest muslim country in the world as far as numbers of practicing muslims um, and and again when i talk about indonesia we need you if you could just listen to it listen to my story without passing judgment i'm trying to be objective in the words i use uh, you know whether this is good or bad is another discussion but drugs there you know are 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 really strictly enforced uh, you know to, to be illegal um, alcohol is difficult to find and, and drinking is not part of the culture and and you know men and the men have their politics already sorted out there's nobody's chasing looking to get laid <laughs> like the american youth are here you know
0: really so they're not tricking out their motorcycles in hopes of picking up chicks
1: well it may secretly but yeah but, but, of course <laughs> But my point is, if you're not drinking and you know doing drugs, and their brain is clouded with these things, they're just hyper focused on the chrome work, and you know, and the in the building of the wheels and the and the wel- the quality welds of the frames, so impressive the craftsmanship. Wow. But sticking to our timeline, we hung out in uh, in Jakarta. Then we for an extra day. Again, our host, Elders Com- uh, Heret from Elders, uh, drove, drove us around. Uh, shop to shop we had to see all the shops in jakarta we had to shake hands uh with, with i can't even name them i wish i could real quick Dude, drop I bet their there names, was but... so
0: many shops
1: <clears throat> <laughs> yes yes and, and, and you know driving from one shop you know down the road in america means you know 10 minutes <laughs> down the road may be two miles but it's it's 45
0: minutes. Oh, yeah. The traffic
1: is so crazy, and we're in a van.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, what kind of transportation are you guys in? What are you riding around yeah, in? Yeah,
1: we're, we're in a van, so our hosts rented a van.
0: Okay, it wasn't like a custom culture van?
1: No, no, just, this is, you know, a small little minivan almost.
0: Now, do they have, like, the custom dump truck and uh, transport bus culture over there?
1: I know what you're talking about, but no, there really is not large vehicles. Everybody owns a scooter.
0: Everybody owns a
1: scooter. 90% scooter (laughs) transport.
0: Well, I mean, what about the workers? I mean, I know there's got to be supplies transported. There's got to be buses. You know, like in Central America and South America, those bus drivers, they customize their buses. You know, the dump truck I know what you're saying.
1: No, no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. This is much more of a, I don't know, an industrial, more of a Chinese influence, right? The personality of the public support system is not allowed to be shown. It's... Gotcha. It, it's all business as far as that goes okay but anyway we spent a day going around shaking hands with shops some great shops uh, one of the highlights was the hero hero motorcycles h-i-r-o those guys uh you know when you roll into a shop it's 30 deep everybody wants to show you their motorcycle, shake your hand um and you know and even meeting people like hey have you you know do you follow flat out friday and they're like no we have, <laughs> we have no idea who you are you're you're just an American interested in what we're doing. We're stoked to have you.
0: Yeah, sick.
1: They, they let us borrow their choppers. We hit their streets. That was definitely a highlight, a uh, hero motorcycle.
0: Oh, I bet it was. Now, who, who is on this trip? You, Scott? Was Warren there?
1: Warren, yep, yep. Uh, Warren's wife. We have our video guy. We call him the rookie, uh, Logan. Okay. 23-year-old. We just grabbed him just out of college. He's a great fit, great young man, very talented. And he brought along his girlfriend, so there were six of us. Nice. Uh, so from from Jakarta, we did. Then we flew to Bali, um, which is about an hour and a half flight to the other side of the country. Um, and then on Bali, one thing that's important to know is not Muslim. Um, it is. Uh, uh, wh- wh- oh my God! What's the other religion? The religion out of India.
0: It's Hindu. Buddha's, oh, Hindu.
1: <clears throat> yeah. It's Hindu, so a much more liberal society, uh, much more tourist, uh, a, lot of, a lot of Australian tourists. You know, women uh, are able to show their arms and legs. Um, and, you know, women have tattoos and they walk around. And you're, women are much more of an equal.
0: Totally. You know, total, and it's, it's that. I mean, those, that Bali is, I mean, it's like almost touching. There's not much separation from that island to, you know, this island that Jakarta is on. And there's Correct. That, correct. that the culture is that different.
1: Yeah. Correct. Yep. Wow. And and the I, the Balinese people are proud of their Balinese her- heritage, and so I think you know, like maybe like the French proudly speak French; uh, they're proudly Hindu, and there's this goes back seven hundred years of these beautiful temples, every you know, to a block, you know, every couple hundred feet, there's a beautiful temple. I, I, I read the Hindu for Dummies book, and I still don't understand Hinduism.
0: <laughs>
1: it's so complex. <laughs> but I know there's a, there's a romance, a romance about, about Bali, and I wish I could tell you about how beautiful it all was. And it absolutely was. But Harret, our host, kept us on a tight schedule of meeting people.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So you were just from, shaking
0: babies and kissing wives. I mean yeah, shaking hands yeah, so and like, kissing babies.
1: <laughs> you know, the car is there to pick us up and it's driving to to the shops. We drove a great motorcycle track, uh at Good Time at Good Times Adventures up in the center of the island. Um, one another highlight of a shop we met was give me a second to tell you this one about Caduke's garage. Have you ever heard about Caduke's? I have not. Uh Look up Kedux, K-E-D-U-X. Now, you have to break out of these Western ideas that it was just a normal shop. This guy was a spiritual, he had an aura, a glow about him. He's got about 15, 20 kids working. When I say kids, 25, actually probably 19 to to 28. Was this the guy
0: that did the People's Champ?
1: He, I think so. I can't, I don't want to confirm, but this, this guy's a master. What, what do you mean? The people's champ at where, what show are you talking about?
0: He was part of the Biltwell's people's champ for born free. He was one of like the top six, uh, pre COVID. And then he wasn't able to get his bike over because there, yeah, yes, I'm I, following I lost
1: him. track. I'll, there is, there's clamorings of this and this starts, you're making some connection in my head.
0: Yeah, I that's that's who this is. Crap. Yeah, this, I, that's who this is. You're looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this Kaduk's guy just deals with Harleys, uh, which are already difficult to get, in the country of Indonesia. But specifically, he's on an island in of Bali. Uh, but, of course, his craftsmanship on the motorcycle and the aura and the spirit of which he carries himself, that's one story that we could talk about. Here's what's fascinating about him is, and again, the English isn't real good. The narrative, you know, you don't know the long time narrative. I only know five minutes ahead of me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who people are. I don't do my research. Anyway, hey, let's go across the street and I want to show you this temple. Okay. The temple. Let's check it out. Well, he is this. Uh, master builder of these, these statues, these Ugu Ugu's, these 40 foot, 60 foot statues that they build one a year uh, and and his move so that they can move below the power lines as they parade them to, to downtown. So he has his, his crew or his team or his religious following, if you will, following these Ugu Ugu's downtown, this giant statue of death, um, and, and it was a, a rather emotional and powerful, beautiful, I want I'm, I'm adjectives to describe the quality and care that they put into this religious ceremony is the same quality and care they put into these choppers.
0: Wow. I'm looking at these statues right now. It is, uh, anybody listening along? It's uh, at WKS Bali, Wahana Kara Semestra.
1: Are you, are they Ugu Ugu statues?
0: I, it doesn't say Ugu Ugu, but, <laughs> but I do see that this Kadux guy is like getting awards. It's definitely there's no choppers on this page. There's yeah, like well, so he's a he's sculptures. a well
1: respected community figure.
0: That's awesome. What a cool what a cool guy to meet.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. That that and to, to, to see me was him in you know, his was element. A,
0: you know, and like see all yeah. aspects of what he's got going on over there
1: yeah yeah I mean imagine imagine Danger Dan. imagine if you have 20 dudes around you and you're like, "Hey, get me a coffee and get my guests a coffee, and boom, they go run in, they go to this, they go buy it. Wow, you know, make us some, make us some eggs and give us some uh, chili cheese fritos for so And it. those boom. people
0: probably wanted to do. they were sitting around waiting for a way to help
1: yeah, exactly, yep, yep.
0: So, how many Harleys do you think are on this little island of
1: Bali? I, you know, I don't know. I can't remember ever seeing a Harley actively rolling. Really, not even at that shop. No. Okay. Now, at the shop, they're in different state of repair and build. Yep. I, I mean, this is just a little personal note, but you can kind of tell a master by how many unfinished projects he has, how many projects he has, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and So we, there's probably, I don't know, 12 high-quality Harley-Davidson's. Uh, some of them ran, I suppose, because like, I did see some in the garage up on kickstands. Wow. But I, I'm saying, like, when we were driving around, I don't think I saw a single Harley driving, Right. you know, on its own. Uh, in, in Bali, I'm sure you've seen this kind of community. As you're rolling through Ecuador, through Costa Rica, I'm sure there is a vacation community or a beach community that's way over popular. It, can you can you name a city like that or a town like that
0: that's overpopul like overpopulated,
1: like like where the streets just can't handle it anymore in the
0: Oh, you, like all of any of the big, like Panama, Jaco. Uh, yeah. Santa Teresa. Dude, Santa Teresa is a wild little surf community in Costa Rica, and the roads are fucking out of control, and there's just dirt bikes and scooters going fucking everywhere in every direction yeah. in the fucking... The taxi cabs and the trucks have to go so slow because there's just giant potholes everywhere, and then you'll get to a stretch of like nice blacktop for like thirty foot.
1: <laughs> well, that's 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 Bali. Like it's over, it's over popular for the infrastructure that they have. Yeah, I, that's my only criticism, if you will. Uh, but the beaches, uh, the weather, the the Australian tourists. It's, it's all it's all beautiful, and we went there specifically to I don't know if this breaking news, but to look to do an event, to do a race and a mama tried show there.
0: Gotcha. So all the the event that you did was at Jakarta, and then Bali was just to check out this garage and the people there and to check out the possibilities of doing an event.
1: Sure. Correct. Correct. And the whole time I'm asking, I would ask every Indonesian that spoke English and could articulate on this. Why would you need us? You have such a quality community culture here.
0: Yeah. Uh it,
1: that there there is a show there's a show in um in Bali. Custom war. Uh again, I, I said earlier about the idea of what custom means, because custom of course means choppers and motorcycles, but it also means break dancing, um, you know, in and, and freestyle rapping. Yeah,
0: it's like the custom can, culture. Everything it, in and around, you know, displaying a different way than the uh, societal norm
1: yes yes and all of this is celebrated at custom war you can look this up it's a beautiful show they had a abandoned amusement park
0: whoa and they did a show there yeah what a cool feeling you know i was ta- i was hearing or i was talking to a guy who had a shop down in panama and their custom show is kind of the same thing it has everything from like graffiti artists to dancers yep. to you know just everything in and around the custom scene from cars to bikes to you know whatever it is that they're displaying or showing uh their lifestyle but you know now back to the question if you were to ask me why do they need you i'm gonna actually you, Cor- you, yes you good, just, thanks for bringing it back you just asked me that and i'm like i don't know that they need you but you know they are they are doing all these custom things to showcase what they're capable of, and to you know to share their uh, their spirit, right? And for for them to be able to share their spirit in such a way that the creators of the baddest, you know, people from the same place where the baddest motorcycles on the planet are made from would come out and throw a party and, and then honor, pick some of their favorites out and give them a special award, that's just fucking awesome, you know? Like, there will be people that will step it up even more and, you know, accentuate their custom culture uh, to a new level just knowing that it's getting the, you know, it's got more legs and it's gonna, more people are going to see it, and uh, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, well, well said. That's exactly what they told me
0: good man they're good at talking over there <laughs> <laughs> that's they awesome are, well, that's exciting are you excited about that i mean it's kind of daunting i would imagine to like think about doing an event so far i mean brazil's one thing but this is like fuck that's way over there dude
1: no for sure for sure and um man i i gotta get going on now here, listen listen to your excitement reminds me i gotta follow up on all those connections and all those all those promises I made, it it took me a while. I, I've only been back a week, and it took me almost a week. And that, and I would think I'm a pretty liberal, easygoing, blow-with-the-wind kind of guy. But that jet lag wiped me out. Really? That 12-hour uh, jet lag, um, you know, it's a 12-hour flip, you know. Did it
0: get you on the way out or on the way back? I mean, or just on, on the, the way, way back. back. On the
1: way back. I just fall asleep at noon, and I'm wide awake at midnight, you know, for yeah. three, four days.
0: Yeah, that's what, when I went over there. When I got there, it didn't seem to affect me because there was just so much shock value everywhere I looked. But then when I came home, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. And if you were just, like, doing the meet and greet, rolling around in the van, dude, there's a lot of, you know, you can't just sit in the van and be calm in traffic like that, I imagine. I, you know, because I'm on a bike and I get fucking jacked in the traffic uh, and just couldn't imagine not being in control. Like, I would, I imagine I would still be just as amped in the back seat because I wasn't in control oh, for
1: sure for sure and then you're seeing and smelling and hearing sites that I just wasn't prepared for I, I mean I, I should have watched more YouTube videos <laughs> no it's, it's better
0: it's better that way I try not to look do to too much research anywhere I'm going just to like you know I probably miss out on things and don't get to like know as much about some of the shit but you know just the shock value and the uh excitement that the surprise brings is fucking great. You'll go back. You'll you'll have time to learn about it and then go back and and check it out. For so sure. so now Bali. T- now walk me through the way you went. You went we now we're going right back to where we started. You flew into ta- Taiwan? Is that what you said?
1: Uh well so we uh, Densebar uh, is uh is the capital or the city in Bali?
0: Yeah, but you I'm talking people about, like, if, if somebody from America wanted to go to this event in Bali, I was just trying to think about, like, how, you know, how feasible that would be yeah. for me,
1: me to so, fly uh, over. So how reasonable uh, – w- what I think most people do, and in, in based on the size of the airport in Bali, I think most people fly to Jakarta, major city. It may be like flying into New York City. So flights are cheap from all over the world.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so, so. Jakarta is a main hub that you can fly to yep. from – lax or chicago or o'hare or whatever
1: yeah yep and then so you know the only hassle of that trip is then you now you've got to fly domestic you gotta fly a domestic flight uh from jakarta to bali yeah um, and that can be a little bit intimidating uh well, to some. but
0: what about renting a motorcycle in jakarta and riding across indonesia to
1: bali mm, yes yes so uh they tell me that so this they, our driver this was his this was his brag he, this this brag came up a lot and he was so proud of it <laughs> let's see he it. says normally it takes it's a 24 hour drive and he did it in 17 and and he <laughs> he wouldn't stop talking about it
0: oh man that's a good chunk of space right there then 24 hours that means it would I, yes, take me it, like 6 days easy
1: yeah that's 24 hours straight drive you know in a van uh, and, and, and so also motorcycles are not allowed on the freeway. Oh yeah. Um, and so you have to take the County highways over the equivalent thereof.
0: Oh, and I would zigzag. I, I that would take me two weeks to go there. Yeah. Well,
1: we, you got, you got time. Let's do it. That's possible.
0: I'm sure there'd be a bunch of people that would ride down from Jakarta. It'd be sick to roll with a bunch of custom dudes on their custom bikes.
1: Oh, man. I'll give you every connection I got. They would be so excited. That would be so sick, man.
0: Well, cool. Well, I'm excited that uh, the event in Jakarta went so well. You met a bunch of great people and that there's potential to possibly do something rad in Bali. I've uh, It's been on the radio. I've met, you know, I've had various friends go over there to surf and just hang out, and uh, everybody's got great things to say. So an excuse like fr- Flat Out Friday... In Bali, you know that's you know that's all I need. That's more than enough. Yeah, yeah. Really. They
1: took us to a they took us to a a beach. There's like this is the beach, and it was a hard, it's a hard packed black sand. Wow. And so listen to this, just real quick. How about two tracks, right? One that's in con- one races and one's being repaired, being smoothed out with water, and we flip flop the tracks.
0: Oh, sick! Yeah. So you like. Right? uh... You like have the spectators in between the tracks and they just turn and look at the other one yeah. and they turn and look at the yeah. other one as cuz yeah. as you tear it up with a couple of races then you go race the other one while they're fixing up the one you were just on.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the plan. That would that st- I mean racing on the beach sounds so sick, especially if it was like, you know, had some water denseness to it to where it wasn't just like fucking desert sand silt.
1: Sounds like no, fun, it w- dude. It w- it was. I wrote it. I wrote it on my rented scooter, of which I had to pay a damage fee. But it It was so hard, I, w- I spun it out. Do you know what I mean? Really? Like, lost grit.
0: That's like awesome. Like, you know, on the exit. Well, maybe you should take some Dr. Pepper syrup out there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they got, like Fanta, they got some Fanta over there. Surely they got something comparable. We don't need to be littering yeah. their beaches or with iced Dr. Coffee.
1: Pepper.
0: Ice coffee? Is that sticky? did we we talk
1: we talked about brazil didn't
0: we well we i don't know that we we uh
1: uh, shit i think we did we did listen to the
0: archives (laughs) no we'll let those people do it brazil i mean brazil is happening again right so i have my bike is not far from the event right now and that depending on how the next trip down there goes I've, I have toyed with the idea of riding to your event in Brazil. Okay. Like, it would okay. throw it, off uh, my entire trip, but it would be rad to show up on the fucking Pan America <sighs> at Flat Out Friday in Brazil.
1: <laughs> they, they would shut the streets down, and you would get a ticker tape parade. That
0: would not be near as much fun as riding in the streets while they're filled with a bunch of crazy motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> that is true also. You are correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. How about they just parade me out of town? I want to sneak in first
1: i will get you it really soon it is it is set we've already we've already started to talk about it okay uh but but let me finish this trip real quick let me tie this trip up in a, in a knot we, you know we we went to bali um for, i was only there for two days got to meet all of these people check scope out locations then we jump on a plane and we fly f- uh from Densbar to kuala lumpur do you know kuala lumpur
0: Kuala Lumpur. I don't even know how to spell that to look for it on a map.
1: So that's, uh, that's in Malaysia, so a separate country of Malaysia. Okay. Uh, just It's on the same island already as Thailand. I so already
0: found it. Yeah, Singapore, Malaysia, and uh, Thailand's a little further north, right?
1: Yep, yep. Let's see. Yeah, it is. So there they had a, they had a, a major conference or a convention uh, called Art of Speed,
0: Wow. Uh, Look at you. You're like a fucking world ambassador. Fucking sick. (laughs) All right, tell me about it.
1: So uh, Mama tried and flat out Friday, we were like like guests of honor, if you will. And I say that with a little bit of tongue in cheek because we're woefully unprepared for the hospitality and the expectations that they had for us. uh, They were expecting merch and they were expecting us. Um, to remember, bring of course our awards for the <laughs> for the bikes. We thought we we, we liked Just woefully unprepared and unresearched, and what a big deal this this really was. Wow, uh, I, I I don't know the numbers, uh, but it was cheek to jowl, you know, five buildings, um, you know, a major rock festival, a major music festival, as big as I've ever seen, and and you could really. You know when I first got there, there wasn't much action because, of course, I'm there at nine in the morning. Um, and uh, but you could really, once it started going, there was a remote control area for custom remote control cars. Uh, there was a custom hot wheel. Uh, section, you know, there was a, the breakdancing section.
0: So when you say, I, th- I was thinking this was like racing, but this is like a custom culture event
1: that has racing. A custom culture event. That's correct. That's correct. And what was uh, the name of it again? Something speed. It's called art of speed, art, art of, of speed. speed, Malaysia. Okay. Wow. I, I, do you see it? What do you see? Oh,
0: I haven't looked it up. No, I was just thinking about oh.
1: it. No, I'm, <laughs> no, no.
0: I'm listening to you and just, I'm saying wow to you, man.
1: Uh, well so we, anyway, that was two days of of just of great music. And and I, I wanna say that this is another highlight for me, was the connection of the music to the people. I've I've always wanted Mama Tried to be secretly I wanted it to be motorcycles and music. Yeah. And I secretly have tried to always have music, but the music just doesn't connect. I think here in America we have so many options, whether you're into in alternative country you're into heavy metal. We, I just don't feel like I can unite people. Like the unity of the music I saw in Malaysia, because the artists were Malaysian and playing at a, at a major festival, there was just so much pride from the people um, to, see their, to see their musicians on a big stage.
0: That's awesome. Well, now that reminds me, and this is a little off topic, but the last time we talked, we talked about you DJing and MCing. Mama Tried last year. And, like, talking shit to everybody and playing music. Did you end up following through with that idea?
1: Well, I DJed. I did. And now I'm always half a brain on that day after Mama tried. And here's what was really humbling for me. I get a little – I have a couple drinks. I get a little cocky. And I get on a mic, and I think I'm pretty funny. And people think I'm a little funny. I push it a little bit, but I know when to pull it back. Yeah. Okay, but here's where it got shit canned. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to turn my, one of my phones off, and it was ringing. It was oh, ringing during the Oh, You can't have
0: that, dude.
1: I know you can't have that. And it, it did it three times. And so I felt I was already losing. Now I've, I've depowered my heckle.
0: Oh yeah, you've already beat up your uh, your inner Juju. Your inner Juju yeah. leaked out now because you've yeah. failed everybody by letting your phone ring at the climax. Of... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I can see how that would. So now my hat's a little you. lower over yeah, my yeah, eyes. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And now oh, I'm yeah. like
1: I'm two inches shorter.
0: Dang it! But you at least gave it a go, and you saw the potential for success in that avenue of uh, entertainment, right?
1: Well, I still believe this is uh, this still this is not a radical philosophy, but I still believe when playing music, you got to give people what they need, not what they want. And and I'm searching for that with music. I want to create a groove or a frequency, and I think music is a great way to do that. With the Mama Tried show, I, I'm not that successful, uh, but I'm still working at it.
0: Yeah.
1: Does, does that make sense? I want to find a groove. I want to find yeah, yeah you're, time yeah. Where, where, you're looking for where I for see something. people just. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's, I mean. Don't you're, give you're up gonna, on me. Yeah, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. I, I mean, I like the idea of you on the microphone with all your juju, you know, and all your confidence playing songs without your phone going off, Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I'll invest in an iPod or something. You know
0: what I just started thinking about? You know, like you go to, like, the basketball games, and they've got, like, the band in the stands, but it's not like the full marching band. It's like a little jazz band that just plays, like, yeah. fucking – thirty second tidbits whenever they get the queue or you know, just yeah. enough to get the crowd fucking excited, you know? That would be <laughs> sweet, dude, if you got the local do the Bucks have something like that? Do they have a band that plays at the games?
1: Oh for sure. Now you got me you got me going here. Of course. We need to we need to hype it up. Let's mm-hmm. hype up let's hype up the Mama Tried show. So it's not just dead and you come there and look at the spikes. Like we create Oh I was talking yeah, about yeah, we, flat out Friday like, go through I, there.
0: No, I'm talking about at the races, dude. Right oh, there in the shit. stands, like, you know, while you're getting the racers organized, you know, they can't hear anything anyway, so might as well play some loud music uh, right there to get the fans all stoked, dude. Spilling well, let, their let, beers me, let me tell you, have you,
1: seen, have you seen, at our last couple events, we have the Rhythm Chicken. Have you heard of the Rhythm Chicken? Do you know what that means?
0: No, I don't know about the Rhythm Chicken.
1: Uh, well, look them up. Look, look, maybe the Rhythm Chicken flat out Friday. We, we, we pay a guy to uh, t- take his drums on a wagon and go everywhere. We tell him, go in the most, most unique spots, the men's bathroom, the suites up top in the pits, <laughs> and he plays his drums
0: okay. in,
1: in a rabbit costume. So he's called the Rhythm Chicken, but he wears a rabbit costume. And right there, people, you know, are scratching their heads. And then, of course, why is he playing drums, you know, in, in our suite that he wasn't invited into?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I see pictures of him now. Rhythm Chicken.
1: <laughs> yes, so on the same wavelength, I'm going to it up, I'm gonna, we're going to get a marching band Sick That sounds awesome So now, and Also I want you to know too, just real quick, the optics of Flat Off Friday, the last event I changed it where I put a DJ in the middle with the optics being it's a party and the DJ is playing music in the middle, so just like when you go to a basketball game and there is those 30 second breaks, they cue them with the music to get the crowd hyped.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We will rock it, but, you every time.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. That 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 doesn't, it's not as easy as it sounds because our things are broadcast and we have those rights on the music. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's not as well coordinated as the NF NBA, but we're getting there.
0: Hey, dude, it sounds awesome. I can't, It's been a while since I've been to one. Uh
1: right. You know, I, don't I got know. A- what's the date of the next one. February.
0: Uh, I don't. Yeah, Warren actually invited me to bring the Pan America, and uh, I was oh, talking to I'd- Scott about bringing the race bike, and then Warren hit me up with the Pan America, and I'm like, I don't think the Pan America is going to come back to America that soon, if ever. <laughs> you know, like.
1: Uh, Did you just lose out on that? Is that it? You just.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, what's um? I mean, it's it's down in Ecuador. I'm going to go back in September and continue on. Uh, but once I get to the bottom. You know, I'm gonna fly home. I'm not gonna ride it back through Central or South America. But if it's still in good shape, I'm not gonna ship it back either. I'll just like send it to Africa or something. I heard I read about this place called the Death Acre recently. Want to go? You know, continue the
1: journey. Now, I from my understanding, it's really difficult because I was listening to one of your podcasts last night, and you didn't touch on this at all. And I wish you would have went into it a little bit. And maybe you have in the past. The one I was listening to, I mean, it's almost near impossible, I thought, to ship a motorcycle, not for show, but for running, for actually riding on this, to ship it to another country because of the taxes and the fear that you're going to sell it and and the environmental differences. You know what I mean? Tell me a little bit about that.
0: No, it's super easy. Uh, you know, the only time I shipped my bike so far was from Panama to Colombia and, uh, I used this guy named Alejandro with Overland Embassy. Was that the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was simple. I mean, literally, no. You just, I mean, it's just the same as riding into a country. You just have to get like, like they have these things called aduanas down there, which is like the customs. Uh, You buy a a temporary tag for your bike. Like each country is a little different, where you get like three months or some of them thirty days. And then you got to like go to an office, show them that you still have the bike and you're still using it and they can renew it. Or when you leave the country, you check out and you know, hey, I left. Because if you don't cancel your temporary permit, then they assume that you sold it. And then you, when next time you try and come back to the country, they're like, hey, motherfucker, you owe us this amount in taxes. Or you need to like pay a bribe. Or, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works if you don't cancel it or whatever. But no, it's pretty simple. I think the biggest thing about when I, decide to ship it to someplace else, I mean, you know, I might ship it to Australia, or you know, I don't know, I think, I just, sending it all the way back to America doesn't seem very
1: effective, or efficient, Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, why why waste it, why waste that step, if you're going to already be taking it around the world?
0: Yeah, like, why not just send it someplace else, so, the thing is, is a lot of times you have to be there to receive it, the person whose bikes, the person whose name the bike is in, so... But, you know, from what I've gathered, most places, you you know, 100 bucks goes a long
1: ways, you know. Okay, because cause we were talking about, you know, getting bikes from Brazil up here, and they're just like the process is just way too difficult.
0: Getting, getting bikes, from, bikes Brazil from Brazil to
1: getting... Both ways.
0: Oh, no, I got a guy, dude. Alejandro can help make that happen very easily. You know, the guy's... I mean, there's adventure bike guys that do that all the time. Uh, and, you know, dude, DHL just flies with the bikes. Now, the, th- the thing is, is you might have to ride them into Mexico. Amer- flying your bike out of America is a- not as easy as other countries. So the move might be to, like, come down to Dan's house, and I'll fucking take you guys on a quick jaunt into Mexico, and uh, we'll just go straight <laughs> to the airport. I but I, okay. I we just we'll hit up Alejandro. Alejandro can he can make that happen. I'm sure. And if not, he knows uh, the route. He knows the right
1: people to talk to. So just real quick, then, if you if let's pretend we did that. So again, I know this is pure fantasy for now, but let's pretend we went to Mexico. We and then they took the bike. And we how long would it take to get from Juarez, Mexico, to uh, Sao Paulo?
0: I would say four days max.
1: Oh really? Holy cow. Maybe
0: five. I mean, I I put my now the the flight from Panama to Colombia it's like an hour. I could it I literally could have gone and got my bike the next day. Uh now from you know I'm sure from like Mexico you fly to Panama or you fly to Bogota and then Bogota to Brazil, I'm sure Sao Paulo.
1: Fascinating. All right, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that again.
0: Yeah, I think the logistics are, uh, you know, here's the deal. Those, those motherfuckers in Brazil would love to see the bikes that they've seen on the Internet racing in Milwaukee show up at their racetrack. For sure. You know, like that would go a long way. And, uh, yeah, you should make Let's that happen. It. You should make that happen. I can help you make that happen, dude. I uh man, the more I'm we're talking about, it, I'm like, dude, I should just ride my Pan America to Flat Out Friday, Sao Paulo. There is so the so what I did, you know, I'm obviously not just gonna ride the Pan America Highway down. Like I'm not gonna ride the Pan America Highway exactly down the Pan American Highway. I don't even know if I said that right, but he, I picked out the most dangerous roads in South America, and that's kind of how I designed my map as to where I'm
1: going. And what does dangerous mean? Based on what danger?
0: Just, like, uh, the roads condition, the people in the area, the fucking rebels, the, you know, the landslides. Uh, There's one road in Chile, and they're like, it's dangerous because it's so monotonous. The road will turn, and you'll just be, like, daydreaming and drive off the road. Uh, And then, you know, like, the one I did in Colombia, I watched them drag four dead bodies out of the fucking valley below, and they, uh... Did you have you heard this story? No. Oh my god! I want to tell you a quick story. So, the first most dangerous road. I think it's like the fourth or fifth most dangerous road in South America. And the whole way I'm going there, people are asking me where I'm going, what I'm doing, and I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm going to ride supposedly the most dangerous road because I'd already been on some roads in Colombia that were like pretty fucking gnarly." And uh, so I kept smarting off, like acting like this road wasn't going to be that big of a deal. Anyways, I get to the road. I find like a hostel to stay at where they're like eating ayahuasca. And, you know, it was a fucking, you know, a jungle spot with drugs everywhere. And uh, I didn't partake. Uh, you know, I just let them do their thing. Once I saw the condition of the kitchen, I was like, I'm not going into the jungle and doing drugs with y'all. Like, you know, <laughs> if this is what your dishes look like, we're not, I'm not going. Not going there. So,
1: I have a standard. Yeah, well, you know, I (laughs) want—I would like
0: to do that, but y'all, y'all, y'all's priorities are in a different line. Uh, So the next morning, the road is going to be about four hours, like the gnarly part, and then there's like another two, possibly four hours after that. And, uh, you know, I had plans on getting food and water and doing all this shit to prepare, and all I did was stop and get cigarettes and hit it first thing in the morning. And I get like an hour in, and they say that you can't really see shit because there's clouds everywhere, so like, you know, there's just cliffs. and But, the you know, the clouds are kind of clear. I could see everything. There was river crossings. I'm like racing this truck around these turns, and then I'd stop and take a photo, and the truck would pass me. And, you know, I'm just having a great time. And then I get, you know, like an hour in, come to a roadblock, and there's like these rescue crews, and they like pull out this tripod with all these carabiners and shit on there they start lowering people down the valley come to find out like a car or something had gone off and they're like exploring down below this valley which is like i mean it's you can't even see the bottom and uh you know what's crazy is they did there was no like ambulance there was no medical they didn't show up to try and save anybody they literally showed up to just get the bodies out of
1: there and uh to confirm a death
0: Yeah, so they drug up four bodies, and the road was shut down for six hours, and, uh, you know, about two hours in, I'm like, fuck it, I don't have to do this road today, I could go back down, but during that six hours, all these motorcycles just kept coming, or after the first two hours, you know, there was like 15, 20 bikes all in front of me, not that I couldn't get around them and go back down, but I'm like... Dude, once they clear this road, we're all going to get to take off together. It's going to be a fucking race down the most dangerous road. And uh, sure enough, six hours, dude, there's like 40 bikes, dude. And, you know, we're getting close. You can see they pulled the last body up. They're getting all their gear out of the way. People are firing up their bikes and warming shit up, getting their gear on. We're all soaking wet and, like, you know, but everybody's stoked. And you can tell there's, like, some custom bikes in there with, like, where they've done the bars or the fucking stickers or, you know, some custom machines. I think the biggest one was a 200. And and I'm just stoked, dude. I'm like, what better way to go down this fucking gnarly road with cliffs and waterfalls and in the rain than with a bunch of other bikers, right? So, bam, last body's up. They clear the road, and fucking green flag drops, Jeremy, dude, and we all take (laughs) off, right? And uh, out of respect, I'm kind of like, I kind of just find my place in the pack. You know, I didn't want to, like, get too pushy because, I mean, it is, it's is—it's gnarly. Like, I don't want to make anybody do anything to where they end up getting hurt or, you know, now they're digging another body off the cliff, right? So I'm kind of like, you know, I take a couple passes when it's wide open and it's not too aggressive. And then all of a sudden out of my peripheral – on both sides, I start seeing people inching up behind me. And at that point, I was like, fuck it, it's on, dude. And I just started jamming and just passing <laughs> everybody, dude. I get, I pass like, you know, the last bit, I was like four dudes in one stretch. And I go around a couple more turns, and then, bam, my rear wheel locks up. And I come to a sliding stop at the edge of this fucking cliff. And I'm like, no way, what the fuck just happened? And I jump off, and my, my chain had popped off. And jammed up in between my sprocket and my swing arm. And I'm like, oh, shit. I try and roll it, and it's stuck. I'm like, fuck. A couple bikes go by me. I'm like, shit. Now I got it on the center stand, and I'm trying to, you know, spin it. It's not spinning. It's jammed, dude. And all these bikes that I just passed are now passing me. And it's like a one-lane section. There's like, you know, a bike can go around me, but a car's not going to be able to. So I'm kind of like feeling the pressure because once all the traffic – starts coming up behind the bikes like they're going to be stuck again you know like they've been waiting for six hours now they're going to have to wait till i get my shit together so i'm like just you know trying to get it unjammed finally i laying on the ground unloosing my axle fucking axle adjusters and finally get it all put back together all the bikes are fucking way gone at this point uh the traffic one of them stopped to help you nobody stopped no, nobody stopped. I was, I had the big fucking loud bike with the flames all over it, Harley Davidson. I mean, every person on a motorcycle at one point during that six hours came over and was just like, what the fuck is this giant motorcycle, you know? like,
1: Yeah, what an asshole. They'd
0: never seen it. They're like, who the fuck is this guy, you know? And I'm like, oh, look, fucking Texas plates. Yeah, they didn't give a shit, you know? So they all fucking, you know, get on. And I take off, and I'm like, okay, those guys, I got to do my racing. That's out of my system. Now I can just enjoy this road. And I'm, like, taking photos. It's raining, and I'm just taking it all in. And then I I pass a couple bikers on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm catching back up to them, you know. And, fuck, you can only take so many pictures. It's the same shit. It's waterfalls and cliffs and clouds and. Dude, I start catching bikers one after one. I pick all these fuckers off over the next three hours and get back to the front. And uh, I get to the last guy, and he's pushing his bike down the road with his girl walking behind him. And I pull over, and I'm like, dude, oh, your fucking chain's stuck. You know, I helped him get his shit back together and get him rolling. And he he turns and looks at me and, like, gives me this, like, embarrassed – Thank you. You know, he's, I'm sure all he could think about was passing me while I was laying in the middle of the fucking road <laughs> in the rain two hours before. And now I'm fixing his bike, getting him back on the road, and passing him all at the same time. Uh, it was awesome, Jeremy. It was like the coolest way I could have ever ridden that road, which was just a bunch of that's people. That's a great story. It was so good, man. So that's the idea. So I'm going to hit all these dangerous roads on the way down. And the majority of them are on the West Coast. But there's one that's kind of towards uh, Sao Paulo. And I'm like, oh, you know, i probably just won't hit that one. But, you know, maybe, maybe I hit that one on the way to Flat Out Friday. And it probably. Okay, next spring. It probably next be spring. easier to ride or get my bike from Sao Paulo to Africa than it would be from Ushuaia to Africa. Oh, for sure. So I just go down to the bottom, tag it, and then go up to Sao Paulo.
1: And fly home with us.
0: And then fly home with you guys. Send my bike someplace else. All right, we'll, we'll, all right. We'll we'll keep talking that up, but uh,
1: that's it. Let, 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 let's do this then. Get let's get somehow let's get Mama Tried and Flat Out Friday over in Africa, so we can knock out all seven all seven continents.
0: Okay, dude. I mean, South Africa has a great scene, dude. They would love it, dude. There's like a fucking XT five hundred like Outlaw Club in South Africa. You're only allowed to ride XT five hundreds. <laughs> They're fucking. I I can't wait to go find those guys. You ever get punched in the face? Me? Yeah. I've been punched in the face, yeah. Have you seen my teeth?
1: Really? Uh, I mean, that was all skateboarding, but... Because, you know, I mean, that's what I love. I love that confrontation. I I think when you get to that level of confrontation, you really get to know someone, and you really... Like, performing of being an asshole, kind of, or a provocateur, you get to know true human spirits. Yeah, I think that's what you're also craving too. But that gets you punched in the face every once in a while.
0: It does. I've learned a lot over the years. I don't get punched in the face as much as I used to. Uh, but you know, one of my best friends, he to this day, I, that's how we met, fucking punching each other in the face.
1: So well, let's get punched in the face in Africa.
0: Sick. I'm in. I'm in. Dude. To conclude. I'm in. Dude. To conclude. All right. So we got some. Uh, we got Bali's in the works. <clears throat> Paulo. Do you have a date on Sao Paulo? You don't have the date. It's just this spring. Uh, it's,
1: it's it's gonna it's definitely in the spring. You know why it's definitely in the spring? is because I can only go because I'm a teacher when I have off for Easter.
0: Oh, so you're going to spring break or Easter break?
1: Easter break, yeah, whenever that is. Spring break. Dude, Easter that's birth. like yep. a
0: huge holiday for them down there.
1: Yeah, that's why it's part of Carnival.
0: Oh, so that's right. So this is during
1: Carnival. Well, it was canceled last time last year two, actually i wasn't two down there ago. carnival and easter don't totally don't completely line up the american easter is a little different i think huh hey, don't worry about it these are details i will let you know as soon as we get the arena we'll text you
0: awesome awesome and then uh <laughs> africa's in the works um do we Put have it on the itinerary but then the next big race is the world what is it the uh, the hooligan world Finals
1: world <laughs> championship let, let me say this real quick i last time I' talked to you, I told you about that. I got a call from the f i m the what is that the federal International motorcycle out of Spain is that right
0: dude, big time I knew you're fucking big time, dude
1: Yeah, they called me and said i can't use the word world oh,
0: for real. <laughs> Yeah. Surely they said if you want to use the word world, you have to pay money or something, right?
1: No, you can't. Don't don't even bother. Don't use it. And I, and I laughed. I was like, you know, it's just a joke. Like, what if I use universe? And they didn't think that was very funny. They didn't? No, they did not think I was funny at all. They did not think I was cute.
0: I'm not impressed by these people.
1: They were not impressed by me. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it. And I don't. That's great. So yeah. So real quick, but let, me, let me just tell you, this is what we're working on right now. Literally, we're working on it right now. I listened to your podcast last night, the latest one, and, and I took a lot of notes. There's a lot of stuff you mentioned that I didn't know about. I'm going to put together what I think is all the cool shit going on in Sturgis, and I'm going to make a bold claim. I'm, I'm going to post it even if it contradicts the shit I've got going on.
0: Really? So wait a second. Wait. Uh, now we're, we're doing bold claims, not bold statements. It's a bold claim.
1: Um, did I say that? Well, bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the first bold statement of the podcast.
1: All right. The first bold statement. I'm going to, we're going to release uh, all the cool shit to do in Sturgis. And if it, if it contradicts us, I'm, I'm cool with it. Just like do your best to check us both out. Uh, but I'd be, you know, I would have a little regret if I didn't uh, um, let people know or our audience about Michael Lichter's shit going on, you know, I don't know when it is. It probably contradicts something we got going on, but out of due respect, you got to check that shit out. I mean, right? it's
0: all week long. That's what's awesome about Lichter's thing. It's, oh, really? It's free, and it's all week long. Yeah, he has the bikes and the art and the photos set up. Uh, I think opening night is Saturday night, and then all week long, you can go to the Buffalo Chip for free and check out that exhibit.
1: Okay. Okay, so well, that's an example. So that and the Dice show, uh, Led Sled's got a show. Um, so Dice has anyway. a show? Uh, le- Shop-
0: what did I say? Lead sled. Diet, yeah, lead sled. Choppers magazine. The Prism Supply guys have got a show yes. on a Sunday. A pool yeah. So party. See, we're
1: on the we are on the we are on the same wavelength here. Yeah. And and so I don't I, and I and I don't feel like anybody's done that yet. I don't feel like anybody's put something together. They all have their hidden agenda of supporting themselves, which I do. Which I do. Of course, I want my shit to be well attended. It's also just not totally fair to, to manipulate information. So I'm going to put out there all the cool shit. And my point is, let me just tell you my itinerary for the week, and it's totally set in stone. It's it's focused. I'll be getting there on the 1st, by the way, August 1st. When are you getting there?
0: Um, Let's see. Let me pull that up. You're going to get there the 1st? You are a fucking overachiever. I love it. Uh, you're going to have time to go ride like Needles. And see Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse. Yeah, I, I never got a chance horse. to do any of
1: that shit. So yeah, we are we're hauling our bikes up there, so I can kind of have a little bit of the flavor, of the experience of Sir, just before get to be an, I'm, I become an administrator.
0: That's awesome. That's a great idea. I won't uh, get there till the fifth or, okay. or the sixth. The sixth Sunday.
1: Okay. Well, so the sixth, we're doing this this free hair scramble. Don't you think? you think you could round up a pan for that? No. <laughs> no, Harley
0: Harley won't give me one to to borrow because I don't have a motorcycle endorsement.
1: You don't have a license. No. That's what you mean? Yeah. Well, why would you tell them that?
0: I I didn't know that they that it was that big of a deal. I, you know,
1: because I'm an
0: honest guy, Jeremy.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that got me kicked out of a Harley commercial actually one time. <laughs> I was on it. Why would you tell him that?
0: Hey, the guy I told that, he quit recently. So maybe I can go back in and be like, I got one.
1: Yeah. I got it around here somewhere. I'll get it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So uh, we have this hair scramble, which is open to anybody. Uh, Of course, I've got a hooligan class. I've got a purpose-built class, you know, for the Pan Ams. And an open class. So if you want to run your four fifty or two fifty or, or a mini bike or something ridiculous, we got a class for you. Sick. And it's free and I want it to be fun. I want you're gonna to have to do some obstacles. It'll be a half hair scramble, half uh, what's that show that on on television where you gotta do those obstacles? American get... Ninja Warrior. Okay, so you're gonna have yeah. like a
0: shark tank and like the ring thing where you gotta like but there's the funnier hold the bike one. There's between the funnier, your legs. What's the
1: funnier version of that? The Japanese version.
0: Oh, I thought it was just the same thing. They just commentate with comedians. <clears throat> I don't know, Jeremy. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah, you don't know. We, so we, you're going to have, have, have a comedian that, that going on?
1: Yeah, we have a comedian as a host. Okay, that's, that's Saturday morning. Then we're moving to the pool. I'm going to have a hooligan pool party. We're going to put hooligans around the pool at the Peppy Hall. We've got a DJ coming from Toledo, Ohio, and we're going to play music that sexy women like.
0: Sick. I hope it's really loud.
1: And we're renting bass subwoofer. I don't know if those people can handle the bass. Wow. They like their music a little tinny. Okay. Then uh, <laughs> Saturday Night, you know, do you know Sasha's Choppers out there in Sturgis? Yes. Have you guys connected?
0: Uh, I have. Yes, we have connected on a couple levels.
1: I think you guys would, would, could relate. I think you're kind of the same. You have the same philosophies. Beautiful. We used to have a street party. We're gonna do a mini bike race there. Bold statement: Wisconsin versus Iowa is what I've, I'm posting it as.
0: Damn, dude! What a sweet spot for mini bike races. There's gonna be like fucking rubberneckers on Main Street just wrecking into each other with their big bikes.
1: Yeah, and that's because that's the that's also everyone's heading to the Snoop Dogg concert. So we're expecting a traffic jam. Perfect. Uh, then um, on a uh, What is it, the 7th, Sunday the 7th, we're having a Mama Tried show, so 25 invited motorcycles around the pool, again, at the Pappy Hall uh, campground. And then...
0: Now, which um, one is the Pappy Hall? That's the one right there uh, before you get to the chip or you turn off to go to full
1: throttle, right? It's right in the same space as full throttle, yes.
0: In the same space as full throttle? Yeah. Where full throttle used to be.
1: No, no, it's the new one. It's just out of town. It's just right by that okay, mountain. Okay, you know,
0: so it's called Bear Butte.
1: Yeah, Bear Butte. Right when you're heading up to uh, Full Throttle, or sorry, to Buffalo Chip, you make that left and you head north. Okay. I, know exactly. I don't know that road.
0: Yeah, it's the Bear Butte Road. So it's at exactly. that campground. Yes. Okay.
1: So they're giving us key. Perfect, dude. And they're like, whatever you want to do. So we're doing. You know, we're at Harris Campbell, two pool parties. They also have a racetrack there, so I'm having, we're having a free race or just I'm calling it a test and tune. We got access to their free track. It's like a Velodrome. I think maybe you were there with me one time.
0: No. I rode it last year on the Pan America.
1: The Velodrome track? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm
0: talking about. Yeah, the fucking bank dirt track. It's like fucking sand. Yeah,
1: I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> and then uh Monday and Tuesday. Now they are the they are the American Hooligan Finals. I got ten thousand uh, dollars to give to people, and I want to run it like a two day, like a like a like a sprint car race or like a stock car show. One day of qualifying and then one day of mains. I got plenty of support classes if anybody wants to race. There's the all the traditional classes that you're used to. Um, you can race on that Monday and Tuesday. I don't know the cost or anything specifically. I. My deal with uh, the Jack Pine Gypsies is that they can—they're going to manage that and they can keep it.
0: Cool, that's awesome. So that's—that so, was my biggest question with the races: is it was it going to be set up like Flat Out Friday, where we got to show up in the morning, do fucking racing all day, and then there's the main show that night?
1: Uh, no, If <laughs> you say that with like misery, and I, and I appreciate that because the old Jeremy would have said, "Yep." I want you there at 6 a.m. loading six because I get nervous. However, <laughs> there's so much going on at Jack Pine. Yeah. And they even say we don't want a bike on the track till the sun's down.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect.
1: So I don't know what time loading will be. I'll know that when I get there. But you know, I know people are nervous to load their rigs in. But I'll be I'll be there early to let you guys load it in. But just so you know, we can't get on the track till probably six o'clock. Sick. That's so perfect. But one of the things, but why that I want to talk a little bit more about that Van, is we've got the Danger Dan's spectator racing. What 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 is that all about,
0: dude, dude? we're gonna fucking ride our street bikes on the racetrack, right?
1: Yeah, yep, yep. No, now I advertise it as Danger Dan's TT. Want to do the jump or not?
0: Yeah, fuck yeah, we want to do the jump.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Now this is what I'm thinking of how it goes, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, okay. So so person one. So two bikes on the line, right? And then you go. Like, you go, you start normally. You go around. You hit the jump. Maybe it's one or two laps. Winner moves on. So winner takes the next random person. Loser's done.
0: I mean, that could take a while, dude. I think you're underestimating the amount of dumbasses like me that are going to be wanting to take the oh, street
1: really? bike out so there. Oh, tell me.
0: I think tell that, me. give me. I mean, I feel like we have to fill it out, see how many people show up. But I think to have just two people on the track is like, Missing, you're gonna not gonna have some good racing. Uh, I would think okay. at least four, at least. Okay. Four. Okay. And if there's more people, then yeah, I mean, if there is only like six of us total, then yeah, we'll just do drag racing. Uh, whenever there's a lull in action, we'll get out there and or however you want to set it up. But I think there's gonna be a handful of guys that are gonna be ready to ride their street bike out there.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, however, however we feel, it'll be it'll be organic that way.
0: Yeah. And anybody okay, that right. complains, will just fucking, they're done. They're out. They just, you know. <laughs> That's right. They have to actually, they have to go lay down with their bike on the backside of the jump. And the more people that complain, <laughs> the faster you got to hit the jump.
1: And, and I'm talking like even, even a shoulder shrug. You know that shoulder shrug where people are like, what the fuck? They don't say anything, but their shoulders say it. Oh, dude. Instant, you're instantly at the base of the jump.
0: Instantly. That goes for <laughs> all the
1: classes. And we're going to – the jump is Bold. only going
0: to be hitting by the street bike, so you don't want to get there. You don't want to be there. <laughs>
1: Bold statement.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited <laughs> to have you in Sturgis, dude. This is going to be sweet.
1: Our, yeah. Sturgis is tough, though, man. It's tough to get your elbow in there, you know?
0: Well, you know what's tough about Sturgis is there's so much going on, and even when – you know, and people who haven't been have – it's hard to even – wrap your head around it because, uh, you know, it's, it's just so huge. But, like, once you get there, like, I remember riding there the first time. I thought I had arrived in Sturgis like ten times before I ever even got – I never even made it to Main Street, and I thought I was already in Sturgis because there's just so much stuff going around, and you can get you – sight. Could, you could go up there and never see any of your friends and still have a great fucking time. Uh, and not make it to anything you wanted to go to because there's so much distractions. There's so much riding you want to do and trying to get it all in. So it's just tough to throw an event. And, you know, even the people that want to come to your event that tell you they're coming, when it comes down to them showing up after they rode across the country to get to Sturgis or however they got there and, you know, then they show up and they fucking have one beer and that turns into ten beers and... Then they're not fucking going anywhere from wherever they're staying at. It, uh, you know,
1: it's no, just, for sure. there's just for a sure. lot you, going you, on.
0: Trying to manipulate everybody or groups of people into one spot is what's really tough.
1: Well, you mentioned how um, how we were going to put together one master schedule, but that's just that's just like the, the release stuff. Every one of those campgrounds has their own traditions. Oh yeah, uh, that have. That have been going on And you mentioned You were gonna stay at uh, You know something off the grid And they And you've got your own Traditions there
0: Yeah it's, There's just fucking Chill the fuck out dude This is the This is just the, the Dude it's a sweet spot This guy like It's the best food In all of Sturgis Uh The dude is a cook He has like a A barbecue company And he shows up And cooks a different meal Each night You know There's not really a menu You just He just cooks a fucking badass special every night
1: uh, Yeah 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 Bulldog
0: Creek It's a good one Um but, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you show up depending on where you're staying is what's going on. And then, like, you know, you, a lot of people go with people and they have other, you know, it's just tough to get everybody lined up and uh, to make it to the same things or, you know.
1: For sure. For sure. Because I'm going to say that the opposite was my experience. When I rolled in there just to do the race, you know, as a father, I took my son to race. Yeah. And I'm sitting on mainstream. and I'm like, oh, this is lame. Simply because I wasn't connected. I wasn't plugged in. Yeah. And once you get plugged in, you're right. It's overwhelming.
0: It is because, like you know, you'll roll in, you'll fucking see somebody like, oh, you gotta go to the basement bar. You gotta go right. you like, you gotta go do these things. Like, and there are some things that fuck you gotta do when you're at Sturgis and uh, to knock it out and to go show off your chopper or hang out at a show or go to the like, it's just a lot, you know. And when it's plenty fun to just roll into the Buffalo Chip and stay there all week long. <laughs> You know? And just get drunk and ride your motorcycle up and down the dirt roads, getting chased by the fucking the fucking cowboy cops on the four wheelers, dude. I mean, that's a lot of fun. Got bikini beach, you know? Bulldog Creeks. They got I mean, there's just just ride out to the butte, full throttle where you're gonna be. There's so much shit going on every day. I'm sure the girls will be out there riding the high line. They'll have the ball of steel, the wall of death, fucking you know, who knows what hairband will be playing each night. I think Rob <laughs> Zombie's playing on Monday night, dude. So, you got me amped up. Dude, after the Danger, after the American Hooligan Finals, what do you call on the first night? The fucking uh I don't know. What's the first night of racing called?
1: The f- well, it's it's the, it's qualifying and then the main.
0: Yeah, so qualifying. After the first night of qualifying, then we're all going to go see Rob Zombie, dude. Okay. Okay. That's, how sick does that sound, dude?
1: <laughs> All right, I'm in.
0: Yeah, of course. And then, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's yeah, Sturgis is fucking great, man.
1: All right, well, well, thanks, thanks for getting caught up with me, uh, Mister D- Mister Danger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that we did this. Uh, it's been a while. Um. It- I'm stoked to hear about all the beautiful things you got going. I still think that you should run for president whenever you get a, you know, four years of availability. But uh, let, let me
1: start. Let me start with alderman. I was going to run for alderman. Do you have an alderman there? You know what that means? No clue. Like a like a like on the local council Elks for the club city club or something. Oh, like the- on the council for the city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good place. But then to I got to deal
1: with you know phone calls and dog shit and fireworks. No,
0: you know how. To fucking what do you call it? Like micromanage that stuff out, dude. You got a team. It's not just it's not just Jeremy Pratt, dude. We want the whole flat out Friday crew to be president. You know, with okay. you. You know, like we gotta you gotta bring team. the whole team with you. Come on, you can't rise up
1: alone. You know, bring everybody with you. <laughs> I, I want you to know, I'm bringing the whole team to Sturgis too. My sister, Joey Turbo, our DJ. Uh, so. You're gonna get the full experience, the whole Mama Tried, Flatwood Friday experience out there in Sturgeon.
0: Mandatory. That's awesome. That's awesome. What, are you? And you guys are all bringing bikes to ride ahead of time. Now you make me want to go a week early.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, I, but then I gotta fly out right away. I'm missing uh, the first day of school, so I gotta fly out Wednesday.
0: You're gonna break some kids' hearts, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got
0: it phone sick on Tuesday. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, if I can do anything else to help you out, uh I'm gonna let's talk more about getting the bikes to Brazil. I can help you, you know, put you in contact with the right people there. Uh I would love to see an event, you know, a flyer calendar, whatever you want to do to like kind of narrow down the radish shit going on at Sturgis twenty
1: twenty two. Um Yeah, man. I- I'm gonna so listen, I mean, really, we're going to work on it tonight and uh I'm going to I'm going to consult you and make sure nothing gets missed. Okay. Hey, I'm here okay. for All you, right. Jeremy. Well,
0: Anything you ever need, don't hesitate to call.
1: Oh, that thing that means so much. Thanks. Thanks, man.
0: Hey, and tell everybody up there in Milwaukee I said hello and I can't wait to see you guys at Sturgis.
1: <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. Thanks for your time. I'll see you soon. Later, Bye-bye.
0: Damn. There's like not as much oxygen up here. And uh Dude, fucking what a wild day yesterday was. I fucking took my kids on a steam engine train and, you know, we had a great time. We left the wife at the cabin to, like, you know, enjoy some time alone. And I think she did for a while until it rained and flooded our fucking basement. And she spent hours, like, bucketing water out. And now I got that situation to deal with. I thought we had it all under control down there, but... That is not the case Now I got a fucking mess on my hands But that's alright It's alright You know We need water down in Texas So I can't even complain about having too much water up here in New Mexico I just wish it would Move a little further southeast for me So uh, Jeremy Pragg It's always wonderful talking to you I can't wait to see you in Sturgis Make sure you go to Danger Dance talk shop And sign up now to become a patron Go to mcshoptees.com If you need some t-shirts And you're curious about some badass shops From this beautiful fucking Planet, really Because, although most of the shops Are from America, sometimes I slide in one That, you know Is from my My worldly travels, dude And I do have one coming up And it's, uh it's It's gonna be a good one I can't wait for that one to Finally take form, so MCShopTees.com. Check out all things Flat Out Friday and Mama Tried on the gram. They got a website I'm sure that you can link to through the gram or the show notes. Maybe I'll put something in there. Sturgis, a lot going on. I hope to see you at one of the events. Um, Dude, I hope your kickstart chopper is tuned up right because we are doing a kickstart competition on Sunday at the Harley-Davidson booth in Deadwood. Thanks to Chopper's Magazine. And uh, I will have a pair of boots and a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs to give away. Just like I give away every single month if you're a patron. So go sign up. Have a wonderful fucking day.